That crunching you're hearing in the background is Trey's dog, Hokey, that is eating a carrot. Because, yes, I have carrots. I'm that weird. Uh, it's part of my snacks that I often have. And so um, I just wanted to see if Trey's dog would be like mine. My dog's in my house. I got four of them, three golden retrievers. He'll eat anything. So I've got three goldens and a beagle mix. They will eat anything. And apparently Trey's dog fits that description. Uh, by the way, all yeah. four of ours are rescue dogs, as is yours. We're big fans of rescue dogs here. Shout out to the Main Society. Yes, uh, that's how you got yours. One followed me home. We've used a rescue group uh, as well out of North Carolina that got us our three golden retrievers. Uh, so we're big fans of that particular approach here in the fast lane. Uh, but there's also a little bit of, uh, I mean, let's be honest, there's some street to them uh, where you know, you're willing to scrap and claw when it comes to that. Speaking of scrapping and clawing, we don't have to scrap and claw for the best insight because a man Smooth. whose week is much calmer this week than it was last week is ABC 13 WSET sports reporter Dave Walls, who is back with us once again here in the fast lane. Dave, have you at least been able to exhale a little bit on this Friday compared to a week ago when we were at Williams Stadium getting ready for the Conference USA Championship that Liberty ultimately won to help punch their ticket to the Fiesta Bowl? You know, compared to a week ago, this is like a Caribbean cruise right now. You know, nice warm weather and get to kick back a little bit on a Friday night. I, I don't know how to re- kind of react to all this. And that's saying we still have high school state championships tomorrow. So it's not like we're not busy, but compared to a week ago, you know, everything's kind of moving in slow motion right now. I feel like I have a beat on everything again. So, uh, yeah, a, a rare, quiet football Friday. It is very rare that it's quiet, but it leads us to tomorrow, and we'll shift away from Liberty. We'll get to them in a moment, but high school football championship games tomorrow. First of all, is it outlandish for me to speculate that you're probably going to be over at Williams Stadium considering the first game, the LCA Bulldogs against Lafayette, and the second game, the anticipated clash between Phoebus and Salem? Yeah, uh, I'm going to be there for both of those. And actually, the lineup is flipped. I believe it's the Salem game that gets the early slot at 11.30 and LCA plays at 5 o'clock. But regardless, I'm going to be there for both of them. And, uh, boy, I mean, you want to talk about three powerhouse games when it comes to, you know, uh, Salem and Phoebus and LCA and Lafayette. And then even out in uh, Salem, you have uh, Radford and Riverheads. I mean, you know, three powerhouse, you know, you want the best teams in the finals, you got them. Uh, there should be no shortage of highlights and memorable moments in any, any of these games tomorrow. No, there certainly shouldn't be any shortage for all of those. Um, so you referenced a couple of those different games. The most notable ones are the two that are going to be taking place over at Williams Stadium. Salem, is this the type of game where their running back, Peyton Lewis, who's committed to Tennessee, and their linebacker, Chris Cole, who is committed to Georgia, that they're going to need to have those type of games where like in three to four years when they're being selected in the NFL draft and they're talking about like great moments that got them drafted, those games, a state championship game tomorrow will be one of those considering how loaded the Phoebus roster happens to be? Oh, without question. Uh, this is one of those games that Salem has to play at their absolute peak. They have uh, dominated, you know, a large majority of the season, with the exception of that uh, opening uh, week loss to LCA. The defense has played a huge part in that. Peyton Lewis has run wild, but they've never faced a team in any of these matchups, and that's no disrespect to any of their opponents or even LCA who beat them, but they haven't faced a team that comes in with the championship credentials of a Phoebus. We're not just talking about multiple state championships here. We're talking about a season where they have utterly dominated. In opening week of the playoffs, they put up over 100 points against Jamestown. They've only given up 44 points the entire season. 14 games, 
44 points. They have literally just walked through the competition so far, and uh, really no one has been able to really do anything to them. King George only lost 25-13 last week, and that's as close as anyone has gotten all week. In fact, it's only the, I believe, second time all season anyone even got into double digits against them. I mean, that just shows you the caliber of talent that they've been able to bring in year in, year out, you know, to come off a season last year where they lost a bunch of senior talent. They come in and they still have, I don't know, what, eight or nine shutouts on the season. It's ridiculous. So Salem is an incredible team on their own right, but if they don't play at 100% capability for four entire quarters, they're going to find themselves on the outside looking in of that trophy ceremony. So, But they're certainly capable of doing it. If anyone could take them down, Salem is, I think, the, the one team in Class 4 right now who could measure up with them. Trey, Trey and I have touched on this to a certain extent, but uh, obviously you've been around it even more. Uh, you mentioned Salem being the type of team that has that ability. How much of a role does it play for Salem's quest when they've got a couple of D1 athletes themselves, including, you know, maybe not the volume that Phoebus happens to have, but two players that maybe have more collective talent or certainly even individual talent than perhaps anybody uh, on the Phoebus starting unit right now. Yeah, no question about, uh, you know, you mentioned Lewis and the way he was, he is just able to carve up opponents week in and week out. Uh, they've got you mentioned Chris on the defensive side of the ball, and uh, you saw when they played UC Glass a few weeks ago. Uh, Glass was able to do a couple nice things and move the ball here and there, but again, they're not Salem is not a team you can make a mistake against because. They capitalize. They're able to have long drives, wear you out, test your patience, force you to almost make mistakes along the way. And that also comes with just experience. You know, both Phoebus and Salem, these are teams that are there year in and year out. None of these players are phased by being in the state rounds of the playoffs. We've seen that a little bit maybe with some of LCA's opponents as they get deeper. They're not used to playing a higher level uh, caliber of team. And LCA's been able to take advantage of that. Salem is the same way, you know, and so is Phoebus. They're able to, week in, week out, they know what it's going to be like. They know what the energy is going to be like. They know what's at stake. As far as that goes, these two teams are evenly matched. Phoebus plays at another level of just energy and intensity. And again, Salem's not a team that makes very many mistakes, but this is one of those weeks that they really can't afford. They've got to come out and they've got to punch the phantoms in the throat early on. Otherwise, it could be a long afternoon. Dave Walls, WSET is the Twitter handle, ABC 13 sports reporter, and with us here in the fast lane as well. Dave, from the first game tomorrow, which is the Class 4 championship between Salem and Phoebus, to the second, LCA against Lafayette. Some teams just have that look about them that they are ready to take the next step. I know that's a nebulous, not necessarily statistically quantifiable stat, although if you look at how the LCA Bulldogs have performed even in the first half of their playoff game so far, maybe it is. Do the LCA Bulldogs, to you, have the look of a team that's fed up with coming close and not actually getting it done at the end? You know, I do. I do see that. You know, And I will say, if you look back, compare this year's team to maybe the one in 2021 that fell short to Phoebus in a very close game there, or that has made some deep runs before but fallen short. This team has a different look, and I think, yeah, sure, Gideon Davis gets plenty of attention, and why wouldn't he? You know, he's the leading rusher in our area, and by and large, he only plays uh, about a half of football before we've got backups in, because he's just that dominant. But at the same time, this is a much more balanced team. Defensively, strongest I think I've seen them since their move up to VA 
NHSL. Offensively, of course, you've got Gideon Davis and you've got Dalton Nesselrod who can catch and is also a dynamic uh, linebacker and also in the secondary as well. Uh, you've got a tremendous offensive line that, you know, while they've had tremendous lines for the last few years, more balanced and deep. You know, Jeb Moon is a, is a quarterback who is growing, can open things up in the past and run, but at the same time, you know, he's got so much protection from all that beef in front of him. You know, he, there's, you know, it, it's easy to be a good to be a quarterback who's growing when you've got that kind of protection. This is a team that has that hunger. They are not satisfied with just making it here, and I think they want to uh, prove that they belong. And uh, one way to do that will claim the first VHSL uh, title. Pivoting away from the games at Liberty University tomorrow to the team that plays at Liberty University regularly, that being the Liberty Flames. What a wild 72 hours, 73 hours it was from the lead-up to the Conference USA Championship game to claiming it after pulling away from New Mexico State to then finding out they would be the last team in to a New Year's Six Bowl taking on Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl. You were covering that as we were. From your perspective, what was that sequence like? Uh, wow, what a uh, what a wild weekend. It's one of those weekends where it finishes and there you go for and it feels like kind of a blur from a game it's a shootout you know New Mexico State did a lot of really good things especially when you consider uh, Diego Pavia had to leave with a shoulder injury and didn't return and it was the backup quarterback who dominated in the third quarter for them they were able to the, the two it was like almost like a good boxing match where they just went punch for punch throw for throw and then finally the defense was able to do some nice things now certainly if they're going to have any kind of success in the Fiesta Bowl you know, 35 points, you know, through three quarters is not going to cut it. We can talk about that another time. But do, do you have that moment where, you know, you think back, Ed, you've been here, you know, as long as not longer than I have. And, you know, you remember those FCS days, you know, wasn't that, you know, just a couple of years ago where they were just happy. Oh, my gosh, we won an FBS game. Isn't that terrific? Now they're in a New Year's Six Bowl. They're playing in the Fiesta Bowl uh, with a perfect season so far to date. It is a wild it's just wild to look back and think about how quickly and how far this team has risen in literally just a few years. And uh, that's what makes this really fun to uh, cover, to just see, well, if they've made it this far this soon, what's next for them? It really has been a cool ride to follow and one that we've enjoyed as well. Dave Walls, WSET on Twitter. Dave, thank you for your time today in the fast lane. Hope you're able to at least enjoy this Friday being a little bit calmer before the fun storm of high school championship games tomorrow. When we chat again, we'll talk more about Liberty football. But in the meantime, we'll wrap it up with this. Liberty basketball, also a big game over at Liberty University. They've got Grand Canyon tomorrow. How big is this for Liberty? I know it's two mid-majors, so it's easier to get a team like Grand Canyon to the Liberty Arena, but fans don't get to experience a lot of these, and it's a sold-out one tomorrow as well. Yeah, you know, that that's really a uh, – how best to say it? Grand Canyon isn't exactly maybe the sexiest name on Liberty's list all year, but it's certainly an important one, you know, especially when you, fig- when you figure they just defeated a top 25 team in San Diego State. Remember, they were in the Final Four a year ago. Uh, and so Liberty has to, I think, prove a little bit, you know, if not to anybody else, to themselves, that they belong in this conversation of mid-majors who are to be a threat. You know, they uh, they had a uh, off night when they uh, went down to Boca Raton and played uh, they played FAU. They haven't really had uh, they've had you know plenty of success, but certainly they haven't beaten an upper echelon team yet. And I think uh, Grand Canyon is a, a nice step up from some of the competition uh, that they face in the early part of the season. So this is going to be a real test. You know they like I said Liberty's beaten Furman, Wichita State, and they've 
made some nice steps up. Now it's time to take that next step and beat a team who already has a top 25 team under their belt. And the uh, sold-out crowd should really help on a Saturday night. Defending WAC champs. Just saying. Yeah, absolutely. Very good. Just like the insight from Dave Walls. Dave, thank you for the time today. Appreciate it. We'll keep it locked to Dave Walls, WSET on Twitter. Dave Walls TV on Instagram. And, of course, all of your coverage of high school football championship Saturday as well. Also, are you on a flight to Toronto? Am I on a flight to uh, like Shohei Otani? Wrapped up in a, why? Why would I be on a flight to Toronto? Wrapped up in about ten different things right now. Okay, Shohei Otani may or may not be on a flight to Toronto, so we're just trying to figure out if anyone's Trey. on a flight to Toronto. I, I just booked a flight to Tucson. I, my wallet can't really take any more flights right now. <laughs> yes, indeed, smart move, Dave. Meanwhile, Trey thinks everybody's on the same Twitter timeline that he is, but it's a big headline. It's so Shohei Otani. I'm just saying. All right, fair enough. In the meantime, Dave, thank you for your time today. Much appreciated. Have a great weekend, guys. Talk to you soon. Dave Walls with us here in the Fast Lane. Before we get to John Manson, Trey, time for our votes of confidence because who knows how long we'll go with John and we want to have the I chance keep forgetting to go a little longer. That we have so, yes, votes of confidence right now. Nothing provides the intended inspiration quite like a vote of confidence. The confidence I think that the team has. You know, winning makes you feel good, it makes you confident. Now, here's our votes of confidence, inspiring you with the certainty you're seeking. All right, Trey, what's um, up? Update on the record. Uh, I don't have the exact number because I left it in the other studio, um, but you you gained two games on me. I've so, gained two games on So me. I'm up two games, or two two things. Because yes. we can't really call them games because you know we're picking spreads in over and unders, uh, but uh, you, you obviously... You're up you, by two over me. You had the 49ers. That was probably one of your best, and I had Miami. That yes. was probably my best on the NFL side. Um, we were both bad in college with Oregon and Georgia. Oh. We both I, I picked Florida State, you picked Louisville. And then um, we both picked Texas. Fair enough. So hook them. Yes, for you indeed. Meanwhile, speaking of Philadelphia, more on that momentarily. But Army-Navy tomorrow, 2 o'clock airtime. In time Boston. On the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg or, app. Or, sorry. Uh, what's it called? Foxborough. Foxborough, yes. New England Patriots Stadium, because we're not going to mention the sponsor. Army, three-point favorites against Navy, over-under 28.5. Trey? So I'm typically a uh, go Navy, beat Army. But I'm flipping it. Go Army, beat Navy. Army covers. And uh, it's a service academy game, so you always pick the under. It's the American way. Trey, I'm with you on Army. Uh, their quarterback's back. They've really found some good ground game abilities over the course of the season, uh, and they've played well lately. Over-under for Navy of 28.5. God, that number seems so low. But I don't care. I'm going under anyway. It took overtime for this to hit last year. I mean, it, it takes special circumstances. Double overtime, correct. <laughs> I wouldn't say the wind would be a factor tomorrow because it's not like they're throwing the ball, but if it rains at all, it would be. Trey, NFL triple header on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app starts at 1230 with the Detroit Lions, a three-point favorite at the Chicago Bears, who can win because they could still get the number one pick thanks to Carolina. Over under a 42.5. Trey, your projections. So, I feel most confident in the over, um, but I will take. Uh, I don't trust both defenses. And Chicago, if they stop just throwing receiver screens every other play, I figured some stuff out offensively. Uh, but I'll take the Lions and I'll take the over. We're on the opposite side. I like the Bears to keep this under in a slot fest. Jared Goff, inclement weather, doesn't seem to work out very well. Buffalo in a quote unquote must win at Kansas City. Basically a pick 'em. One point favorite for the Chiefs. 48.5 is the point total. Over 48 and a half, um, I just, it seems like any big game Buffalo's in, it's always a shootout. So I'll take Buffalo to to uh, get the win here, or at least cover the one 
which basically means they win. Um, I think they need it more, and also I think no Isaiah Pacheco actually could be a big thing with um, for for Kansas City. Must win equals must not be all that good. Buffalo is not that good this year. I don't think Kansas City is great, but I I trust Andy Reid off of a loss to find a way to get a victory in another ugly game. So I go under 48 and a half. Trey, Eagles, three and a half point underdogs at Dallas. Hey, hey, hey. It's not just three. It's three and a point five. I said three and a half. No, you said three point underdog. Three and a half point underdog. Okay, it sounded like you said three. We well, can, we'll check the tape. Fast lane, Ed Lamer, you listen to podcasts. Over under 51 and a half. Um, yeah, so with the hook, give me Philadelphia. I would not be shocked if they lose this one. I would also not be shocked if they win this one because Jalen Hurts doesn't lose back-to-back games. Um, I will go over 51.5. Philadelphia's actually healthy this game compared to what they were against the 49ers. Their 53-man roster is entirely healthy, which is maybe the first time all year. Dallas Goddard coming back is big, so Philadelphia at least keeps it within three and i these this is going to be a shootout so over 51 and a half here's the thing trey the book is begging you to take philadelphia at three and a half because of the closeness i just think the niners opened up something about how philadelphia's struggles are to cover underneath routes philly is not good on the back seven of that defense they've got all sorts of holes and dallas almost exploited if it wasn't imploding in the first game of the year they've now got that to correct I like Dallas to cover this, and I think it goes over 51 You picking and a half. Dallas in a big game is hilarious. I mean, look. Trusting the Dallas Cowboys in a big game is hilarious. You know, there's always the playoffs to go against the Dallas Cowboys. Meanwhile, Monday Night Football, Trey, doubleheader to wrap things up here. Titans at Dolphins. Titans 13-point underdogs, 46 and a half. Oh, uh, yeah, Dolphins and under 46 and a half. I think it might be a similar game than we saw with Washington, where... I think the Dolphins' defense is coming into fruition now that they're healthy with with uh, two really good corners. Um, yeah, I don't think Titans' offense is going to keep up with the Dolphins, so give me the Dolphins in the under 46.5. I'm with you on both of those. Same reasons you stated. Packers, 6.5 at the Giants, over under 36.5. One team's good, one team's awful. Give me the team that's good, and give me the under. Trey, you summed if, it up. If, if anyone knows who I'm referring to, I just, I mean, come on. Let's be we both frank. have Green Bay to cover and under the point total. When we return in the fast lane, we will cover the Liberty Flames with John Manson from a sea of red.com. And yeah, we may go a little bit long as well here in the fast lane on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app.